You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, We are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Uh, it feels like forever since we sat down to record a From the Rafters episode, and that's because it has been. Uh, the last one was not this past Friday, but the Friday before that, and uh, we apologize. We're sorry for that, but Sam and I have honestly just been struggling to think of topics to talk about. There's been enough to scrounge up stuff for an extra episode. we got a nice guest coming on uh, in the near future, so hopefully we can get back on track with these, but... Um, if you're looking for podcasts, definitely listen to our other one within Heckling Distance, a little self-promo to uh, start the episode. But yeah, we're back to talk Celtics. Uh, the newest news, just fresh, like just today, Daniel Tice got surgery on his left knee. I believe it is the same surgery that Kemba Walker got, uh, left arthroscopic knee surgery. Um, do you see that affecting him in any way, Sam? They said he's fine, but you know, you never know. He should be all right. Um, I'm eating, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, that's why you have surgery, so you don't have pain anymore. So he's got plenty of time to rehab before the season starts. He'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> there were some debates. I remember when the bubble was starting up of whether or not Kemba would be the same because he had the whole issue with his knees. I wrote a couple articles about it. Uh, in the end, he was fine. He looked great, uh, aside from some struggles in the playoffs, but I don't think that had to do as much with his knee, uh, as much as just him struggling to make shots, which he corrected by the end of it. He had some good games, but uh, I don't think Tice will be too affected. The one question I would ask, though, I wrote an article on this the other day, uh, this clog at the center position. You say clog, everyone says we need a center, but we already have like five on the roster right now. Do you see Tice obviously I think Tice will be the starter when the season begins. Do you think he'll be the starter throughout the season or do you see Rob will kind of like getting himself in there and getting some starts as the season progresses? That's a good question. Um, I'd probably still say Tice unless mm-hmm. Robert Williams really like progresses immensely because I mean, Tice has just been really good and I don't think anyone can knock Tice. The The series against Miami was kind of rough for him, but that's because Bam's a beast, not because he's a bad player. Um, he he definitely earned his starting spot, you know, throughout the season. He kept it, so I have no no worries about him starting. No, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have an issue with Ty starting at all. I like him as a starter. Um, you kept saying this throughout the season. You can't really point to a game uh, up until those Eastern Conference Finals where Tice was the issue, uh, and the center position was an issue. Um, Bam right. cooked him a little bit, but. It is what it is at that point. <clears throat> that wasn't the only problem to be had. The Celtics played like shit the whole series anyways. Um, I do think Rob, obviously, younger, more athletic, more potential than Tice. Not ready yet. But even beyond that, we saw Grant Williams, uh, here's an angle to attack, get some minutes at center in the playoffs and have a lot of success, especially like uh, when Tice fouled out, Williams ended up closing out a bunch of those games. Do you think Grant could see any significant time at center this season, or do you see him more permanently as a power forward? Maybe a small ball. Yeah, I mean, he's but that's tiny, really so. about yeah. it. There's no, 
There's no reason, you know. I mean, if he's playing well, though, like you can't argue against results. He was amazing in the Raptors series at center. Like I said, small ball, if it works, it works. But mm-hmm. in a regular game, I don't think like he should start or anything. I mean, hey, start him, have Tatum do the jump ball, and you're done. I mean, <laughs> I mean, very no, fair. Obviously, I, I doubt he'd ever start at center. You could argue, though, um, <clears throat> if Grant do- does ever have issues with size, um, which I don't see happening because I- I'm pretty sure we've discussed this multiple times. Grant Williams is one of the strongest players in the league. It's ridiculous. Um, Jalen Brown has a lot of success guarding big men like Siakam. He was guarding. Uh, he probably guarded Adebayo for at points during the series. Um, Brown's really good at post uh, defense, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. So that's the one type of time I think I could see Grant getting time at the five, like you said, small ball. But um, since we're going through centers, let's keep going. Do you think Poirier gets any minutes next season? I know. No. Uh, last um, last time we recorded, S. Uh, it was Matt it here. was an interesting thing though. Yeah. Because he definitely could. Second year foreign players with Danny Ainge. Right. You know. And <clears throat> to be fair, we didn't really see a lot from Poirier. He didn't look bad in the minutes he plays. He's quick, I will say. I, I'm, he's really fast for a big man. Which Maybe I mean, he doesn't. Shoot. Can he shoot? We didn't see any of him. I didn't know he could shoot. He took shoot. a lot of jump shots in his minutes, if you, if you like, remember. Huh. I mean, I barely remember any Poirier minutes. <clears throat> but... I wouldn't mind seeing more minutes. The one upside to that is he's taller. I believe he's like 6'11", which the Celtics desperately need. So if Poirier could get to a point where he's like a Daniel Tice, like or even a little worse, that he'd come off the bench, be a bigger guy, that would be helpful because all of the Celtics centers right now are 6'9 and below, right? Aside from Cantor and yes. Taco, obviously, but all the rotational centers, <clears throat> which is yeah. not great when you think about it. Um, so if Poirier I have no problem with them giving him a shot, you yeah. know, if he doesn't play well, you don't play him, but I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, it, it can't really hurt, uh, if you do it right and don't overplay him, but <clears throat> keeping down the line, um, we'll skip Cantor cause I'm going to talk about him in a little bit. Anyways, Taco, is he in the G league again next year? What do you think? Yeah. They have, they have too many people at center. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's the thought. It's tough to see him getting minutes over Tice, Rob Boyle, and all them. Although I think it would be good for him to throw him in the fire a little bit. It's just not in a position. Or the Celtics are they really just have too many guys ahead of him. Mm-hmm, exactly, which is tough because you can see the work ethic is there, and it, it's just a matter of getting all the fundamentals down and not fouling. He fouls way too much when in his like small amount of minutes, so that that's clearly an issue. Do you think – does he get – I wrote about this. I was like the timetable for Taco is not next year but the year after. Do you think he could crack the rotation in the 21-22 season? Or do you think it's just uh, just like meh for Taco at this point? I definitely think he can. It's yeah. just – I mean, Tice will be a free agent by then. It just depends what they want to do because they, want to... they have <laughs> options. Yeah. And like I said, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, all on the same timetable as Tatum and Brown. So, like, you have guys that can fill that role other than Taco. And Taco's older, too. He's not, like, 21 years old. I'm pretty sure he's, like, 26. Which I don't is... know if he's that old. 
I'm pretty sure. He might be let me, 23, 24. He's let, on 26. Let me Google this. I know he's definitely older coming in because he came over from Senegal. Yeah. Taco Fall age. <clears throat> he's 24. You're right. Okay. He's not 26, but he's turning 25 in December. So I wasn't far off. So he'll be he'll be 25 by the time the next season starts, unfortunately. Because <laughs> we're not going to get a season until like March or January or however long at this point, which is unfortunate. But um, Tice is the starter for next season uh, with Robert Williams getting the majority of the backup minutes. Do you think that's what we can assume? Yeah, yeah. I think Robert Williams really showed out. And, you know, I think Tice has been solid. And I have no complaints about Tice. I think Tice is a very capable center. He's a capable shooter. Um, I mean, it was just unfortunate what happened against Miami. Bam, we just had a series. And I wouldn't attribute that all to Tice. But, yeah, you know, that's his matchup, so he's got to be a little bit better. Exactly. Yeah. Tice definitely struggled a little. But The Bam's only way in... he doesn't start is if they bring in somebody else, but I don't know if they would do that. I like Miles Turner. That's all I'm saying. I keep saying it. I really do better, like Miles Turner. Better Baines. I think Miles Turner is better than Baines. Well, yeah, but you don't have to give anybody up for Baines. True. That's that's very true. But would you start Baines over Tice? That's a question. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's stronger. Right. He's bigger. Yeah, true. But then. I mean, maybe it's a matchup thing. If I feel like if you bring in Baines, it's probably more of a Cantor situation again, where it's just matchup based, or maybe Robert Williams becomes Cantor. I don't know. And I don't know if you want Robert Williams to become Cantor after that. My my opinion is if you bring in Baines, you don't need Tice anymore because I don't want to sacrifice Robert Williams' minutes for Tice off the bench. Uh, if you get Baines, maybe they can find a trade for Tice then. I don't know because his yeah. value is probably pretty high after that season. I mean, you package Tice in some picks and you move up. If you look at, I'm trying to think. Uh, you could honestly. <clears throat> here's an idea. I'll throw this out here. I don't know if the team would do it, but you package 14 Daniel Tice an extra first-round pick, you move up to two. The Warriors don't have a center at all. Tice fits exactly what they run, stretch four, stretch five, whatever, defends. I mean, you just replace Tice for Smart in that deal that everyone's talking about, and you add a first-round pick to account for the value loss from Smart to Tice. But Tice fits Golden State's plans perfectly. This is all if you can sign Baines, obviously. But I feel like that'd be a great idea. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it would happen, but I mean, if they if they agree to that, well, yeah, but I, like, I would a thousand percent do that. Yeah, like I said, Tice fits what they do perfectly. He shoots and he defends. They don't even need to. They don't even need to get Baines for that because they can just draft Wiseman if they really want to get or the other guy, Okongwu. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Tice is the perfect center for Golden State, and I wouldn't draft Okongwu. I think you can get Okongwu at fourteen. Honestly, I feel like you can definitely get Okongwu at fourteen. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's projected to fall. Let me look at the mock drafts, but I'm pretty sure last time I checked, he was projected to go in the 20s, which is really? yeah, which is really nice because I do like a Kung Wu. Um, this mock draft I'm seeing, maybe I'm tripping, but I'm pretty sure he's projected to fall a little bit. Oh, never mind. I'm definitely tripping. Uh, he's projected to go at six here. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of uh, Udoka Azubuki out of Kansas. I like him too. I'm thinking of Azubuki, but yeah, I know. A Kung Wu solid. Um, I like Wiseman too, but yeah, this one has a Kongwu going six and Wiseman going nine. This draft has Wiseman falling to nine. That's crazy. Well, 
I guess we'll have to see, though. I'm excited for this draft specifically because I think there's a lot of moves to be made for Boston. And I guess while we're on the topic, do you think it's more likely that the Celtics package picks to move up in the draft or package picks for a player? The first one. The first one. You think move up? You think they'll move up? I I just think it makes the most sense. I mean, what are you really going to get for those three first-rounders other than an upgraded pick? I mean, there's probably a team. I, I think I heard someone say the Knicks, you know, you package those move up to eight or wherever they're picking and I mean they'd be willing to do that because it gives them more options you know you get more players in return Mm -hmm. I mean three for one is decent especially in the same draft yeah I mean three what firsts right yeah they have three firsts 14 26 and 30 yeah I mean, you could also see Danny Ainge pull the old trick where he just trades them all for future picks, which, I mean, would be smart, I guess, but it's just frustrating when the Celtics don't make a draft. Yeah, it's fine. It's just boring. They don't have (laughs) space for him, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of space, the unfortunate reality is that the Celtics are going to have to clear roster spots if they want to keep Taco and or Tremont on the roster, because I don't know if you can sign them to two ways again. Um right? I don't think you can sign them to a second two-way or for another like extra year. And if you can, I feel like <clears throat> Taco could do that, but I don't think Tremont Waters would want to do that because his value is at an all-time high because of his performance in the G League. He won right. rookie deer in the G League, right? <clears throat> so the question is then, who drops off the roster for Tremont Waters? Do you drop Brad Wanamaker because he's older? Do you drop Carson Edwards because he performed poorly and you don't want two young sub six foot guards. Do you drop, do you try to trade Poirier in a package with picks? Like what happens? What roster moves do you see happening this off season? Um, you know, I just think they could definitely let Wanamaker walk, but I don't know if it's for waters. I just think if they find a better backup that more fits, I don't know. That is, yeah, I don't even know what to call it. Like, I, I wouldn't say a better fit. Just maybe a better fit. Just more mm-hmm. playmaking oriented. A, a I better, guess. a better player. I think is what yeah. you're trying to say. Like, not that Brad Wanamaker's bad, but the options that have been thrown around, like, I mean, even Isaiah Thomas, Rajon Rondo, the homecoming or whatever, like an Austin Rivers that I always bring up, <clears throat> are better players than Brad Wanamaker. Even though Wanamaker is a knockdown shooter, like you can't right. fault there. It's just a matter of getting better all around because, I I mean, I was going to say because the Celtics need other things, but I think the main thing the Celtics do need, ironically, is shooting. So if you're going to get a guy for Brad Wanamaker, I want him to be able to shoot the ball, which is, I I guess, a fault when you think about the Rondo argument. But you need shooting off the Celtics expense for sure. I'm I'm talking about off-season moves. Um, So we're thinking about the bottom of the bench. I know we've done this before, but... It's been a few weeks, so we can go over it again. Do you think Semi Ojale will be on the team next season? Um, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll just keep going then. What about Poirier? I know he's under contract, but do you see him being moved or do you see him staying? Uh, he's probably going to stay. I mean, that's what their initial plan was, was two years, you know, to see yeah. if he's any good. You know, it's, it's just tough with the blossoming of Williams and Tice and everything. That was a weird move. I know we talked about it. 
they signed Cantor and then they signed Poirier. What do you think went through Danny Ainge's head when he signed two centers like that, already having Tyson or Robert Williams on the roster? Well, one could be that he wants to um, – he could have wanted to slide Tice to the four, which I think would be an okay fit for him. Um, two, we discussed this before, Poirier was always a different – I mean a two-year – deal like he was going to kind of hang out and watch the first year and then yeah. really get a go and Cantor obviously has that player option and he could be a one-year player very very well you know mm-hmm. so that's another thing I mean there's plenty of reasons for it depth what if someone gets hurt true that's true yeah I mean like you mentioned we can talk about this now and his Cantor there were rumors swirling that he uh <clears throat> excuse me, he might not accept his player option. Do you think that's because Cantor wants to test his value? Do you think it's because he just doesn't want to stay in Boston? Do you think Danny Ainge kind of had to sit down and talk with him and like, look, you're not going to get minutes. What do you think happened there? Probably the last thing you said, for mm-hmm. sure. Because, I mean, that's a, I mean, if he wants to win, he wants to win. And he mm-hmm. wants to stay. I mean, I mean, I don't have a problem with him staying. He's not a bad player in any like, any way, in my opinion. I feel opinion. like he'd end up getting traded, though, at that point. He'd get traded. He he could play situational minutes, which is fine. I mean, people say what you want about Canner, but when he got minutes, there were times where he was huge. He yeah. had a monster game against the Lakers. He was really good when they put him in against Miami. He sparked a few runs, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely you know, reason to like him. And I don't understand why everyone completely hates him. Yeah. There's a big, it, it's like the Wanamaker scenario. Like why does everybody on Twitter just despise Ennis Cantor? I've never understood that. There's like a, a hate club instead of a fan club for Ennis Cantor. It doesn't make sense to me. I guess they I'm just need, like, a, they need a scapegoat. Yeah. I was talking. I to understand Dave. the Wanamaker one more than the Cantor one. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I don't dislike Wanamaker, but I think he makes some poor decisions sometimes, and it it does, does. get me upset. He improved in the playoffs, though. The regular season was rough, but he had a good Wanamaker, playoffs. Playoff Wanamaker was good. It was really good. Um, I had this discussion at dinner um, with my my family, and we were talking about Brad Stevens. And my brother asked me, he's like, "What do you think happens in the next few years if?" the Celtics don't win significantly or like make the finals or whatever. Do you think Brad Stevens stays? And I said, I think people put too much blame on Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens can't control when the Celtics shoot two for 14. Do, do you think Brad Stevens is with the Celtics for like, like a pops in San Antonio thing? Do you think it's going to be like, if the Celtics don't win in the next few years, Brad Stevens gone. I know they've just extended him. So this probably isn't the time to talk about it, but I'm talking about it. What do you, what do you think about Brad? Um, well, you compared him to Pop, and the thing about Pop is Pop won two or three seasons in. Exactly. And I don't have a problem with Stevens at all, and I'm not one for blaming coaches when the team doesn't do well. Me neither, yeah. But, I mean, if he doesn't win sooner or later, they're going to get rid of him. I know. And I don't think they're not winning is any fault of his so far. Mm-hmm. I think they've had more success than anyone would expect. This team this year wasn't expected to be, you know, what it is now. You know, they performed very well. They yeah, overachieved. No. And people yeah. forget that just because the way they went out. When they, in the grand scheme of things, they overachieved. But, you know, recency bias, they underachieved, which is, they're both right. I mean, they should have went to the finals at least. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was a tough loss. I think they would have put up a better 
fight against the Lakers, unfortunate, but <clears throat> it is what it is at that point. I do think I agree with what you said. He will like leave if the Celtics don't win. I I don't want to say like soon as in next year, but like in the next three, four, five years, if the Celtics don't win, yeah. I feel like there has to be some sort of change made. And I think it would be Brad Stevens, unfortunately. But then the question becomes, what coach? This is such a weird thing to think about because through almost my entire tenure as a Celtics fan, like obviously, except for when I was younger and it was Doc Rivers. But since I was able to consciously like make an effort and care about the Celtics on my own Jack, accord. I'm going to stop you. Like this is such a, you can leave this in. This is a stupid topic. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean who do you want to a... see replace Brad Stevens if he gets fired years from now? Like, if he gets fired years from now, you're going to have different candidates. I know. You don't know who's going to be a candidate. I was just going to say it's weird to think about. You're giving in to the people on Stevens. Twitter that want him fired. Hey, man, I'm struggling to think of topics. Do you have anything I, I, else? I'm not blaming you. I'm just I'm pointing out how stupid it is that we have to talk about this. It's not. I'm not mad at you. I'm I, I'm like struggling. Like I was going to bring us bring up Ennis Cantor, but we kind of trailed off of that. But like even at that point. Like, duh, I don't think Ennis Cantor is going to be on the team. I'll just fucking say it flat out. I don't think Ennis Cantor is going to be here next year because he wouldn't get minutes. Outside of that, I have, like, a list written down. Everybody listening of what I want to talk about. This is my the entire list that I have written down. Ennis Cantor rumors, Tice surgery, uh, Stan Van Gundy signing with the Pelicans, and then Marcus Smart versus Gordon Hayward. And even Marcus Smart versus Gordon Hayward is something we've talked about. It feels like every time we've recorded a podcast. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, fun things we could do. Think okay. about, like, the, all right, Jalen Brown went on Ellen yesterday, okay? He said his grandpa was diagnosed with cancer before the bubble starts, and he almost didn't play. I think it's really great that he played not only – I mean, obviously – you know, as a fan, you always want all the players to play, right? But for him, I think that was very important because he got a chance to really prove himself. Okay, Jalen Brown had an excellent bubble. Yes. I'm sure that's what his grandfather wanted him to do. He didn't want him to sit and worry. And his grandfather probably really enjoyed watching him play ball in, in the mm-hmm. bubble. I, I'm not really sure if his grandfather, you know, beat cancer or not. Might still be going strong. Might not be. I mean, I hope. I hope he's, you know, still of okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if I mean, you want you want to see your family do things. Like if you're sick, like you don't want to just be sitting there sad. And I'm sure he would feel bad if Jalen missed out on a bubble opportunity. You know, I mean, to do what he loves. You know, he as. As a parental figure, I don't think you ever want that for someone that you're raising, you know, mm-hmm. to have to sacrifice what they want for you. That's It's usually the opposite. Not that I don't think he should have, you know, spent time with him, but I'm just saying that his grandfather was probably happy that he yeah, went and did. I'm, I'm happy it all did. went well in the long run. I think from what I've seen about the situation, obviously, or like saw him on Allen is what I'm saying. Um I'm glad he played, like you said. I, like you said, I think his grandpa was probably happy it happened. I remember even before the bubble and quarantine when he was doing those fucking boxing videos with his grandpa. Yeah, his really grandpa cool. was like his personal trainer at home. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he was sick. Yeah. <laughs> Though, 
I think that all means so much more now that we know the backstory. Like he told the story yeah. and that was probably all going on when those boxing videos came out. And so us looking at it in hindsight, like at the time we were all sitting there like, oh, this is really cool. He's chilling with his grandpa. Like that's a cool bond. But now it means so much more because we understand why it's so cool to him specifically. Like his grandpa was going through something hard um, and he got to play in the bubble for his grandpa. I feel like that's a big reason why he was, I'm not saying he only played that well because of this, but I, I imagine it had to be a driving force. It was like, definitely like, a motivator, probably. Exactly. You know, he'd yeah. do it for grandpa or whatever. But, you know, that was really interesting to hear because I remember we heard like rumors of Tatum not wanting to go play, but we never heard anything about Jalen Brown wanting to miss mm-hmm. the bubble. I feel and like he's just a quiet dude. I feel like he doesn't. He is like a quiet dude. He's definitely like, I mean, aside from, um, I wouldn't call it politics, uh, social, I don't want to call it social justice because that's different, but like, you know, uh, rights. No, I rights, understand what's talking you know, about. Yeah, I, I understand. Movements. He's very vocal, but aside from that, I mean, he's a pretty quiet dude, he, you know. About his personal life. He doesn't talk much. He doesn't. Right. A lot of people. I feel like it's like a, um, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of it because I was just watching a, uh, some stupid like videos on Twitter, Instagram, but um, I watched Steph Curry's MVP speech. And I think the relationship in terms of like the way the media portrays it, like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is similar to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, like a great duo. And Jason Tatum, obviously like one of the most media present players in the league, I would argue him and Deuce, him in brand deals, him doing stuff, blah, blah, blah like similar to Steph Curry and then Clay Thompson and Jalen Brown kind of just there, like amazing players, just quiet. Like they don't like surface themselves in the media. And now a quick word from our sponsor, you know, next thing you know, Jalen Brown's going to be signing with, what is it? Leaning? What, what shoe company is Clay Thompson? I think, I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah or leaning. Anta. I, no, I think it's Anta. leaning. It's, it's one of them, but Jalen Brown's going to get a shoe deal overseas. Oh shit. That'd be funny. Another argument, we can talk about this. Um, someone told me that it, it was in one of those classic debates. I, I was arguing, this guy said Marcus Smart needed to be traded, and I said he was an idiot. Um, he told me that the leader on a team should be the best player. And so if it's not true. Yeah, that's what I said. But he, he went on to say something along the lines of <clears throat> either Smart has to go or Tatum has to go. I was like, you're what? Like, how does that even make what does any that have to do with any semblance of sense? Because these are the people that need to like not be able to have Twitter. Yeah, it like is... if you're a moron, like don't don't tweet. Like don't give your opinion. Your opinion is stupid. <laughs> like you shouldn't have an opinion. Like to be able to tweet about the Celtics, you should have to like pass like a test of like like being a moron or not. Yeah. Like you should have to do like a like a like a twenty question test and like get like ninety percent. Yeah. <laughs> His argument uh, in short was that you can't have smart being so vocal and then play back. It was like Tatum needs to be the leader and be more vocal. And if Smart's that guy, he shouldn't. There can't be two leaders. There are players that just aren't that. What's his yeah. at? What, let me see this. I have no idea. It was a long time ago. It wasn't today. Uh, all right. All right. I mean, I can probably find it though. We'll we'll keep talking while I scroll through Twitter and try to find this. But, um, yeah, that was an argument I had. <clears throat> trying to think of other things now. 
we can bring up. I'll go. We'll go through the mentions really quick and see what's up. Hmm, what's been happening? Ah, uh, wait. I think I found it. Uh, right, let me see this. Just send it to me. I will. Hold up. Let me see if this is right. It. A smart eight moon. This isn't it. I don't think. Uh, th- this question, I don't know if it was on this tweet. I tweeted out, anyone know the date the Celtics can officially extend Tatum? Asking for a friend, because I was just bored and I was tweeting stuff about what I wanted the Celtics to do. Do you know when that date is? When can the Celtics actually extend Tatum? No <laughs> idea. Mm. Interesting. It would be different if it was a regular season. Yeah, But, like, exactly. you know, it's not. So, I don't <laughs> know what the date will be. I don't know, man. Maybe that was it. I'm just looking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm in old mentions now. I don't know where this was. I'm sure I can find it in a second. You got anything else? What are you What are you thinking of? We could talk about the um. <clears throat> you know how they left Melo off the gra- graphic. I know we briefly mentioned this on our other podcast, but who would be the five Celtics you would put on the um? What's it called on your Celtics graphic? Like, um, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about the Nuggets put out a graphic and asked the question. Who is your favorite nugget of all time? And they left Carmelo Anthony off the picture. So it's less of an argument of who are the five best Celtics of all time and who are the it's more a question of who are the five most popular Celtics of all time. So what, what do you think the answer to that one is? Um the five most popular? <laughs> and I still think you well, you have to have Larry Bird, you have to have Paul Pierce, um and Bill Russell. Um KG. Mm-hmm. And maybe Isaiah, or maybe Marcus, or maybe even Tatum. Yeah, I think Tatum. I think Tatum would be on the graphic just because of recency. You know, he's the most popular one right now, I would argue. Uh, Paul Pierce, obviously, like you said, Thomas, probably. Then Larry and Russell. Yeah, that'd probably end up being it. They'd probably just put more people on the graphic, to be honest. Like, only poverty (laughs) franchises would put, like, five people. Because you don't have anybody to put. Fair enough. I found the tweet, if you're interested. Um, yeah, I'll re- just send it to me. I will. You don't have I w- to read it. I want to read it. I want to read it because I, I got the, um, what's it called? I got the exact quote wrong a little bit. Uh, Celtics best let Tatum and Brown be the team leaders. Gordon and Kemba get that. Smart doesn't. Bye-bye, Smart. And this is when I asked for some NBA hot takes. And then he went on to argue, like, was Rodman the leader in the locker room on the Bulls teams? I was like, okay. I, I just stopped responding to him at that point, but... I was like, what, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? But it, it was definitely <laughs> whenever I send Sam a tweet, he just I, the, the past time we've done something like this, I, I send you their ad and Sam just tweets at them. You're a moron. <laughs> I love oh, it because this guy <laughs> should not have Twitter. I mean, <laughs> honest to God. Like, like, how stupid can you be? There could be multiple leaders on a team. Okay, the, on the 2008 Celtics, Kevin Garnett was a leader. Paul Pierce was a leader. Paul Pierce was the captain. Kevin Garnett was not. Okay, they they offered Allen and Garnett both, uh, you know, co-captain with Paul Pierce, and they decided that you know it's Paul's team. Okay, this this is Marcus's team. Okay, I don't care how good anyone else on the team is. Marcus is the leader. Okay, and you saw that in the playoffs. He's the reason they got past Toronto. Okay. Tatum Tatum was great. And I'm not 
in any way saying Marcus is better than Tatum. Mm -hmm. But Marcus was the guy who willed the Celtics past the Raptors. Okay? And Kemba's a leader, too. The guy said Kemba and Hayward get it. Kemba's just as much of a leader as anyone else. Before that game five against Toronto, he was doing the Danny Ainge checking for heart before the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't understand why there can't be more than one leader on the team. Like There can be. This guy's a moron. <laughs> and yeah. this is why when you see me tweet at people that they're a moron, they actually are, and I don't just disagree with them. Okay? <laughs> because you can tweet things that I don't agree with, but I won't call you a moron. Okay? If you tweet something that's absolutely like, like you're brain dead, like I'm going to tell you you're a moron. <laughs> Like, it's unbelievable. It, it really is unbelievable it. that this guy thinks that they they can't have, like, multiple leaders on the same team. There's, like, a checks and balances system at Bannertown. I'm, like, the calm before the storm that is Sam, and I love it. It's it's what happens every time, and I'm here for it. Yeah, uh, like, like Jack's, Jack's like the, uh, <laughs> like, like the baby cub, and I'm, like, the mother that, like, friggin' chased the guy down the bike path. <laughs> like that's me it's like i'm trying to think of because i don't care i'll just tell you you're a moron i mean because uh, you are i'm like duncan robinson and he's like chris uh jimmy butler yeah fucking attack someone let's see like the james johnson of bannertown just beating people up along the way <laughs> oh man what else what else can we discuss maybe i got some more more hot takes for you to get heated about Let's see. Let me look through my mentions real quick. Huh. Uh, yeah, this guy ended it with agree to disagree, and I was like, yeah, we're good. It's fine. Like, I'm very calm when it comes to Twitter. As you can see, Sam is not exact. Exactly the same calm. Oh, yeah. These people, these people need to be put in their place. <laughs> Who's the biggest bust that your team has drafted? That's a question. Let me ask you that. I responded to this on Twitter uh, like a week ago. So, like, like actually, like, all right. <laughs> now, I'm going to say something kind of controversial. Oh, no. Don't do it. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, Len Bias was, like, the biggest buzz they drafted. <laughs> I mean, the man, like, overdosed on cocaine, like, the day after, and then he never played. And that was like the second pick in the draft. So, but like, and like, I mean, I mean, it is. And I mean, I don't. This is very controversial. And like, <laughs> no, it's hilarious. Please, please don't like hate me for this. But like, I mean, he he did it to himself. It's not like he like was like Reggie Lewis and he had a there's hard a problem. Whole, like, there's a he whole just bias he did like he did like <laughs> cocaine. Yeah, like, I mean. Dude, you know you just don't die from cocaine? You don't do it. Do cocaine. Um, my answer was a bit more, you know. And then, like, I... uh, hold on, hold on. And then, like, if if I had to, like, one that actually played. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Um, I mean, Fab Mello was bad. Dead too. I, mean, I like Kelly, but like, I mean, when they could have drafted Giannis, like, it looks yeah. bad. I got a real good one in mind. He, I, but you don't, you'll remember him once I say it, but um, James Young. Yeah, James Young. I mean, that, that's just not – I mean, he got picked 17th, though. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, like yeah. – well, RJ Hunter, that was bad. 
RJ Hunter, but that was a late pick. That was like 14. No, it wasn't. He got picked in the 20s, no? Maybe it was 20 exactly. I'm pretty sure. Let me look at these. <clears throat> Let me look at... Because we do have the draft coming. I think I saw on Twitter. That doesn't mean it's true. But I think I saw on Twitter today that it's like four weeks from today, the draft. Oh, really? I'm not sure if that's true. I did see it. Don't know if it's true. That'd be nice. Um... Recent draft history, Kadeem Allen, Jabari Bird, second-round picks. Gershon was six. Jabari Bird! Jabari Bird was a good player, okay? He went to jail. He though. was a re- – yeah, but he went to jail. It doesn't he make him a bust. Good, though. He was really he good. He was a good player. All right, he just happened to go to jail. <laughs> Unfortunately. Like, oh, RJ was 28, you're right. Shit. Like, going to jail is different than ODing on cocaine. <laughs> like, it is. And, like, he actually played – and, yeah. like, I remember, I yeah, Jabari Bird is, like, he was a good player. He reminds me of and, like, I was, he- I was heated that, like, they had to let him go. Me too. Like, I mean, he hit his girlfriend, so, like, that's not okay. Yeah, you can't really do that. You're really not supposed to do that. <laughs> and, like, it's not a good look for them to keep him. But, like, you know, like, teams like the Cowboys do it, so... I mean, they could have kept Football's them. Football's a different they, world. They made, they made a decision, and, you know, I stand by it. But that doesn't make him a bust. He's not All a right. bust. He was a good player. I got a good one. Uh, Gershon Yabasele was 16, and um, he was four picks before Karis LeVert and 11 picks before Siakam, who is basically like – They definitely should not have picked Yabasele. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard. It's hard with foreign guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going down the list. Demetrius Jackson, the second round pick. I remember him. Dude, you remember can't call a second round pick a, a bust. No, That's I'm not talking about second round. I'm just looking at like players I remember at this point. You remember Ben Bentel? I remember I liked him because he yeah, was a problem. Yeah, he went to PC. Yeah, yeah. That's why I liked him. I remember um, people were hyped about it because he went to PC. Do you know who I really liked? I liked Jordan Mickey. I don't know why. I thought he was good. Jordan Mickey liked, was solid when he was here. People were really high on him. Mm-hmm. James Young was a 17th overall pick. So, I mean, he was our first pick of the draft. Let me look no, at who. he wasn't. That was the Marcus draft. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, I'm trying to look at who was picked after him. <clears throat> after him, Gary Harris was two picks later. Rodney Hood was uh, six picks later. And Clint Capella was seven picks later. And Bogdan Bogdanovich was after two. And Joe Harris. Yeah, okay, I mean. And Dinwiddie. And Jokic. Jokic was in that draft. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Lucas Noguera. They picked Lucas. That was a trade. That was the year they picked Kelly. Mm. All right. Uh, Jared Sullinger. Jared Sullinger was okay. He was just couldn't lose weight. He was just yeah. a big, big boy. He wasn't a bad... I don't know if he was a bad pick. He got hurt. I, I mean, I guess injury cut makes you a bust, I guess, because, like, you know, there are other guys. At least they didn't draft Anthony Bennett. True. Or, like, Fultz. Very true. Did we trade Jeff Green on draft night? We did, okay. No. No, not on draft. Wait, are you sure? It says you traded. Mean, like, when they drafted him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I forgot. I kind of forgot they traded Jeff Green twice. Yeah, he was the fifth overall pick. Yeah, he was the fifth pick in that draft. That's crazy. That, like, <laughs> They were supposed to get KD, like they got fucked in the lottery, and mm-hmm. then they didn't get him. 
So they Imagine just said they, they said we're gonna go for Ray Allen. They got him, and then KG was like, "Yeah, I'll come play." And then they got KG. So that's fire. Love to see it. I mean, yeah, like I mean, they got Rondo at what twenty two. Mm, let me check. They got Avery Bradley at nineteen, which is solid. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, when was Rondo drafted? They got Pierce at ten. Two thousand six. Two thousand six was Rondo. Rondo. Celtics. People did not think draft Danny. Rondo. Yes, they did. He got drafted by Phoenix, and then All they right. traded for him. That's well. That's why it's not showing up on this page. Let me look. Mm, twenty-one, twenty-one. Yeah. So he—he was. That's weird to think about because of the points they're at. Rajon Rondo was drafted the same year as Kyle Lowry. Look who's had a better career. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> true. Who had a better season? Honestly. Shut, get the fuck out of here. You have a vendetta against Kyle Lowry. I don't get it. He's really not that good. Bro, I ranked him at six in my point guard ranking. Yeah, you're the only reason he made the list. Bro, did you like he's... factor? Did you factor that he didn't even get votes? Like on two of them? Like did yeah, you I still did. do an Every average player... of eight? Or did you just do an average? Every player of... who didn't get for those listening, we did a um Bannertown writers voted. For top ten point guards going into, I, I don't season. think you did it right because I did. You, do it if, you right. get, if you get left off of two lists, I, I wrote like, this. I wrote this in an article. If you get left off a list, I give you a score of twenty, and then I divide it by seven. I did that for every player. Well, you should have divided by eight. I no, I divided by seven because there's seven what? of us. Is there seven or is there eight? Seven. There's seven. You, so you gave him a score of twenty twice, and you're yep. telling me. All right, we're going to look at this because I don't believe don't you. Do the math. You can expose me live on air if I – we're not yeah, live. I, I don't believe you. I, dude, I did the math. There's no way getting one six will help you recover. He didn't just recover. get one six. He also got a seven, two eights, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know. He got – he did not get a seven. No, he, he got, got an eight, eight, a nine, an eight, an 11, and a six. There's no, no read, read, way. Read those numbers again. Read those numbers again. And no, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> All I'm right, you do it. it. The great right. Kyle Lowry debate. Let, let me. Do I have a pen? Yeah, he I do barely have. beat out Ben Simmons for ten on the list. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't beat him. He did. I did right. the math. He did it wrong. Hold on. <laughs> this pen doesn't work. This one works. Just use a calculator. No, I yeah, but like I have. I, I have it on my screen. Like, I need to have the numbers on a piece of paper. Oh, God. Eight, eleven, six, and then we'll just do 40. Because that? that's two times 20. You, you did it wrong! I'm telling you right now. I haven't even done it yet. There's no way that averages out. There's no way. I did do the math wrong. You're right. Wow. Yeah, you're very you right. did. Because you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh fuck what did i do wrong did i divide it by the wrong number you probably did yeah oh wait a minute hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. you're making me doubt myself i don't know how i would have done that math wrong i'm trying to think 20 plus 20 plus 8 plus 8 Plus nine. Yeah, dude, his his total was eleven point seven. I don't know where you got the nine from because you were wrong. 
What the fuck? I'm no, I'm like you probably, like, probably had it right the first time, unless you just didn't update the list in the article. No, because the first time No, Liam left him up too. It wasn't Hayden, it was Liam too. No, so but Hayden there was that's two why of us. I got it wrong. No, that's why I got it wrong the first time, Sam. Because Hayden forgot to put Lowry on his list in general. Like he just forgot Lowry existed. So he just left him off the list completely. Then he's like, Oh, I would have put him at eight. So I updated it to eight. And then I had to redo the math, and apparently I fucked up the math somehow. I'm trying to figure out how I fucked up the math. 20 plus 8 plus 9 plus 8 plus 11 plus 20 plus 6. Huh. Well, if you're listening and you read yeah, the list. It looks like you're going to change it again. I can just do my original tweet. Yeah, I know. Just don't do not do an original tweet. Just tweet something out that calls me an idiot too because that'll be funny. Um, I'll have to tweet another update out because I'm an idiot. Um, apparently, yeah. But, I mean, we, we can wrap up this show Unbelievable. on the fact Unbelievable. that. I'm a moron. Uh, you can follow us at Bannertown USA for more scuffed content, apparently, because, well, not these, scuffed These content. dudes in our league need to fix my injury. I mean, this guy's talking in the Discord, and, like, dude, he hasn't fixed my injury. injury. Yeah, dude, I got someone injured because the guy lagged out, so now I have an injury. That's dumb. Well, this, like this I said. Friggin', <laughs> this guy, he's talking in the thing. Yeah, no, they, don't, they don't care. We're in a 2K league for those listening. But uh, you can follow me at Bannertown Jack. Follow at Bannertown USA. Um, I'm an idiot. Bannertown USA isn't. Uh, so follow them. Uh, outro CSM. Go ahead. Um, thanks for listening. You can follow both of us at Bannertown Jack, at Bannertown Sam. Follow Bannertown USA. We have a massive show for you on Friday, okay? If you're listening, you're going to get the inside scoop. You know, knock on wood, nothing happens. I don't want to jinx it. We're supposed to have Celtics play-by-play radio. Sean Grandy will be joining us on Friday. We are very excited, both a little nervous, right? But we will be here with Sean. We're recording later in the day, so it'll be a late episode. But he's joining us. Super nice of him to get back to me. I'm super excited about it. That's our show for today. Bye.